listening to Omnis Protocol. I am Charles, also known as Omnis, and I am here with Jamie, aka the Seraphim. And we are doing prioritizing purchases. What's going on, Jamie? Nothing much. I'm glad to be back after my eighth month eight month absence. Almost eight <laughs> has, has it been that long? You recorded with me for like November. It's been long enough. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, what we're doing today is prioritizing purchases. We're going to go kind of high, medium, low on every purchase after the core set to try to give players an idea of, you know, kind of a like a baseline of what to prioritize. And so we're just going to go in release order. Now, Modoc is a, such a spicy one to start with, but I'm just going to roll right into it. And I'm I'm going to give Modoc a medium. Because even though he is a very powerful character, he's not really critical to most. Like, he's pretty critical to Cabal. I think he does really amazing things in Defenders. And uh, he's probably high consideration for someone wanting to play Criminal Syndicate. But for the most part, across the board, he's just a solid option in almost any team. Um, but none of the cards that come with him are really critical. Uh, recalibration matrix is solid, but also not critical. And so I'm gonna I'm gonna settle in for a medium with Modoc. With a side note of if you love rolling attack dice, he might be a high priority for you. But if you just want to play Marvel Crisis Protocol with lots of options, I'm gonna give him a medium. What do you What do you think, Jamie? Um, I would actually place him at a high myself. Mainly because Alien Ship is one of my favorite crises to play. Um, okay, that's fair. Uh, that's fair. Yeah, point. The crisis itself is a lot of fun, and twenty lets you play some really fun games. Um, I agree with you. Modok is not going to fit into every roster and squad that you put together. Um, you're probably not going to include him if you're looking to go heavy into Wakanda and stuff like that. So, But you still can! <laughs> you definitely still can! He he does have a place. Um, but... I I also like the model. He, yeah, it is. Doug, Doug killed weird, it with that one. He's such a weird, goofy character to begin with. I mean, he's a giant floating head with little tiny crang arms and legs. Uh, <laughs> he's just so crang. He is. But yeah. It's so weird, but I love that model and the little bowl cut across uh, that he has. It's just everything about the model I love. So from a modeling standpoint, 100% get this painted. You'll have a ton of fun painting this model. And he's a very, yeah. just very, very solid character in the game. Yep. He's and like painting he, a bust. Yes. Yeah, because you got that yep. big face. Like his fa for people who struggle painting faces, practicing on Modoc is amazing because it's bigger. It lets you try things out. Some of the like tips and techniques that you hear from people about painting faces can be hard to replicate on something smaller. So like you have much more surface area to play with. You can practice painting eyes, like. Overall, I think he's just a good introductory model to paint as well. But yeah, assembly too. He he assembles like a dream. Oh, like that so model just cool. like practically just like transforms and glues itself together right mm -hmm. out of the box. 
All right. Well, that's yeah. probably enough on Mr. Modoc. Uh, <laughs> let's talk Hulk. What do you think for Hulk? Hulk, I would actually, I would classify Hulk as a low. Um, yes, he comes with the Crisis card. He comes <laughs> with Gamma Wave. Here's what I what I want to say to every listener of Omnis Protocol. I want you to take your Gamma Wave card. I want you to put it in the garbage disposal, and I want you to turn the garbage disposal on. Stop fucking playing that crisis. There are other crises. Crises? Crises? Crisi? I don't know. We, we'll go, whatever you want. I'll trust your judgment. <laughs> there, there are other missions. I'm just going to go missions. There are other <laughs> missions to play that are not Gamma Wave. And you will have a much better play experience by not playing Gamma Wave. You will feel <laughs> much happier about the game by not playing Gamma Wave. The sky will turn blue. Rainbows will appear. Your life will feel better by not playing Gamma Wave. So overall, I think I agree with you. I'm also going to rate Hulk as a low-priority purchase. Um, I will say he has some solid options in Defenders where you know he uses like hired muscle and things and can potentially pick up multiple cubes, that sort of thing. Um, some very cool stuff there. And Gamma Wave is obviously a very competitive and one to practice. But if it's not going to work into your uh, roster design, then this is really a super low. Like there's only a couple of key situations where Hulk or his cards matter. Um, and so overall, I'm going to put it as a low priority purchase. So I guess that moves us to uh, Black Panther and Killmonger came out next. Yep. And I, I honestly, I went back and forth on this one a little bit as to whether I wanted to go high or whether I wanted to go medium. In the end, I'm going to settle on high for this one. Um, herbs is a good counterpick crisis in general, and I do see it makes yep. a ton of rosters. I also Black Panther in general is just a really solid character. He works great in Web Warriors. He's obviously a great Wakandan. He's a great Avenger. He can slot in. Uh, I've played him quite a bit in uh, Asgard. There's not really a bad place for him. Um, Killmonger is obviously solid. Doesn't see quite as much play as Black Panther. But I will also just say Wakanda is the easiest splash affiliation in the game. And it ends up being my second affiliation to like cover weak spots in other rosters all over the place. And so I'm just going to say giving yourself the ability to include Wakanda as an option is pretty critical. And so I'm settling in on high priority purchase. Where do you where do you land for this one, Jamie? So so for me, um, I think. I personally think after you buy the base game, there is one of three directions you can go if you are looking for a more competitive style roster. And um, without going into like the more complex ones, I think going to focus on either Wakanda, Asgard, or Guardians will get you to where you want to go. Those are three very, very solid affiliations. Those are three affiliations that you can play a, you know, a better game, essentially. Um, so for this, I will pick high for the same reason as you, because you can do Wakanda Guardians, you can do Wakanda Asgard easier, easier than you could probably do Asgard Guardians. It can be done. 
I think doing the Wakanda plus, you know, X or Y is easier. So I think Wakanda is just a great starting point for, you know, pushing your upper limits in this game where you want to be more of a competitive player. Makes sense. All right. Well, Venom was actually the release that came out after BP and Killmonger. How do you rate Venom? I love Venom so much. Uh, as a character, I love Venom in the comics. I'm a massive Venom fanboy. Uh, this one, I think, can be a medium, to be honest. Um, medium, maybe slightly closer towards the low. It really, it really all, all depends on, like, what affiliation you sort of want to focus on more. Like, you're rarely going to get to a spot where Venom is a bad character to include. But, Black Panther just ends up being a better character most of the time. So if you picked up Black Panther, you can sort of wait on Venom. And the Texas cards that come with Venom are Venom-specific cards. You're not really losing anything out there. There's no mission cards. You're not losing anything out there. So it's definitely... He's definitely a character that you can wait on. It's not like, I bought the base game, now I'm going to buy these six additional packs. I don't think Venom should be a part of that. Makes sense. I decided to settle on low for Venom. Uh, the reason for that is he's not even required for web warriors i have web warriors teams that don't use him i mean he's solid like he's he'll probably be in a fair amount of web warriors rosters but you don't even need him for web warriors he is a very solid avenger and he will probably see a fair amount of play in spider foes down the road but right now uh, he he's not critical to almost any of my teams and so overall, that that's just going to make me settle in as low. He doesn't have, as you said, he doesn't have a uh, crisis card. His only uh, his only tactics cards are basically built around him. And so if you're not playing yeah. him, you don't need any of his cards. So overall, uh, I think Venom can be, he is a character that could be in almost any roster, but he is not required for almost any of them. And so if you like him, then just pick them up. But if you're trying to like make some hard decisions about what you get first, I'm going to put Venom as a, as a low. So, yep. yep. All right. The understandable. Uh, so that brings us to Shuri and Okoye. Um, if there was a level above high, I would put it at that <laughs> or above that. Shuri and Okoye <laughs> is in my opinion, probably the most critical purchase in the game. Okoye is in basically every roster I make. Shuri to a slightly smaller degree, but she's critical for Wakanda. She still sees a lot of play in my lower threat teams, like the 15 threat Gamma Wave teams. Um, uh, None of the tactics cards are super critical, but I just, I play Okoye all the time. And now she's, you know, there's going to be a force options for her too. Like Okoye is so good. And then Shuri is in a lot of people's minds. Also potentially the top character in the game. I don't think she's quite that good, but she's easily in the top 10, probably in the top five. Maybe I I don't think I put her in the top five, but she's pretty good. She's one of the better three threats. Um, And so this is 
highest of high. They, these, this rounds out rosters like nobody's business. I, I couldn't imagine playing this game without Okoye and, to a certain extent, Shuri. They're, they're super critical. Yeah, uh, regardless of what I said earlier about the three affiliations that you can go if you want to be more competitive, all of that stuff, like, very honestly, <clears throat> I think when you purchase the core set, you should also purchase Shuri and Okoye at the same time. And I, I, was, I was a big Shuri fanboy when the game, you know, earlier in the year. I loved her a lot. Um, as we've gotten more three-star characters, uh, my value of her has gone down some. But Okoye, there is never a moment where I've gone, I have two threats to spend, I'm going to pick X over Okoye. My first reach is always, always, always Okoye. She does so much. And yeah, I, it's... I honestly, I would, I would probably put her as like the best character in the game. For me. I agree. She is. I and to me, it's like not even a question. Okoye is the best character in the game. Um, yeah, I fully agree with you on that one. Yeah, it's so so good, and it's gotten to the point that now it used to be where as soon as I could take a two threat out of the team, um, that I would. But now I will even like restructure things and be like, I will bump a three to a four before I drop a Koye. <laughs> Like it's well, I, only very yeah, weird I, math situations where I take a Koye out. Um, but anyway, I think that's probably enough for for those two. So, um, who came out next? I'm spacing. Is it Thor and uh, Valkyrie? It was Thor and Valkyrie. Yep. Okay. It was the Asgardians next. Okay. Well, what do you think? What's what's your what's your grade for them? Ooh. Ah. Uh... I so we just talked about like the level above highest. <laughs> now we're talking about like the very ceiling of highest. <laughs> um, I can very easily make the argument that Thor is the best five point five star character, and Valkyrie is one of the best three star characters. She's definitely top three. I don't think she's number one, but she's definitely top three. Um, this pack would get you so much work. It really does. Valkyrie is super easy to slot into other affiliations. She doesn't need a lot of support, although if you can give her more rerolls, she will not be upset about it. Um, she's deceptively mobile because of her charge. She's just, she's like a very, very solid free thread, good defenses, nice amount of stamina, great attack, great character. Thor is, and I'm sorry, Thanos, my favorite leader in the game now. And, you know, I love my Thanos. I, I love Thanos so much. But I have been liking the Asgardian affiliation a lot more recently i have so corrupted you <laughs> oh yeah 100 percent. and then not only that not only all of that right you get two amazing characters you get odin's blessing which is such a good f you to your opponent <laughs> you can swear it's on my podcast great. bro i i, I know this 
Yeah. But I'm still saying it's just it's just a great fu, like just giant capital letters, you know, comic book style fu. I, I want people to imagine that, and we get hammers. Fu for fun, we, right? Fu for fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> fu for fun, I, and we get hammers, which is if you want to roll dice and make attacks, you and that's that's why you're playing the games because you want to roll a bunch of a dice, you want to make massive attacks. Hammers is the crisis you should be playing because you're going to be rolling a fuck ton of dice and you're going to be having a lot of fun doing it and you're going to have weird situations like Modoc with a pair of hammers thinking how can he even lift these things with his little tiny arms <laughs> anyway and it's still fun. Thunder Wave you can drop in the garbage disposal. You don't really need that one. But the other two cards, amazing cards. Yep. I will say, uh, I'm not sure Hammers is super critical for competitive play, but it is just a fun crisis in general. And there are a few key teams that particularly like it. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say I do not think Thor is in conversation for the top five threat. It's more his affiliation bonus and his affiliation cards that make Asgard dumb. Not necessarily him personally. But I will say that Valkyrie is pretty close to hands down the best three threat character in the game. You're not really going to play Asgard without her. You're not really going to play Defenders yeah. without her. You're probably yeah. going to... She's going to see a lot of play in A-Force. Like, and she just fits into almost... like She's in like every roster. She's she's like right up there with Okoye, like right behind Okoye going like, I'm like the second best character in the game. Um, She's she's fantastic. And so I, I agree. This is this is another high priority pick. Um, I to a certain extent, I can't imagine competitive play is highly, highly affected by Valkyrie's presence. She's she's very good. Yeah. And then Thor, obviously him and Asgard as an option in general. Fantastic. And then you can slot him into Wakanda very well. You can slot him into Cabal. There's a few interesting places for Thor. I mean, he could even easily be in X-Men or um, Brotherhood. He's He's got a lot of solid places, but he's not played quite as much as he was when he first came out. So yes. uh, let's see. So that brings me to Loki. Uh so we got Loki and Hela now. Uh, and this is one I bounced around on a bit because I really like Loki and I think he's great in Avengers. He's great in Asgard. But the way that the game has kind of evolved from here, I'm going to say that if you're not playing Asgard, you can probably consider this a low priority purchase. It doesn't really have any critical cards that you're going to need for something else. And, but overall, it's just, they are solid. And so don't think because I'm saying it's a low priority purchase that they're not good. Hella can easily slot into Cabal. Loki's a great in Cabal. He's great in Avengers. He's great in Asgard and could fit in just about anywhere. But they're not critical to just about anything except asgard and so if they're really only played within their own affiliation and then there's going to be teams that don't even run them because it'll be like angela and (laughs) valkyrie and thor in some cases or maybe even Mm -hmm. thor valkyrie um taskmaster like i I just i can't really tell you that they're that much higher priority so i I settled on low priority for this box yeah i i actually agree with you on that one um, with the caveat that if you're not focusing on 
Asgard, then this is low. If you are focusing on Asgard, then 100% I think you should pick this up. And it jumps to, like, a high priority at that point. Yeah. But... Or, like, medium you know, priority it, it, at worst. <laughs> right, yeah. So, if you're... If you're looking at the affiliations, you're like, eh, Asgard doesn't really speak to me, then this is one that you can definitely wait until later on to, to pick up. This, you're not really missing out on anything by not picking up this pack. Yeah. Except Doom Prophecy, but, eh, I think that's very niche, to be honest, for me. So, you can skip a lot of the niche, like, corner case card. I gotcha. All right, man, you want to do Vision and Bucky? Vision and Bucky. Uh, I mean, field dressing is in their box, and tactical analysis is in their box. Yeah, card-wise, crazy good. And Vision can sort of be useful in some situations. <laughs> There's a lot of people that like Vision. There are a lot of people that like Vision. I mean, the beam's cool. The I can't be thrown is cool. Well, he can be thrown. Uh, he can't be pushed in certain circumstances. Right. Yeah. 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 Um. So, like, that stuff can be cool, but. He's not a character for me that I reach for a lot. Like, honestly, I would say this is a medium just for field dressing and tactical analysis. Plus. That's where I'm going to settle in on this one as well. It depends on how critical um, tactic. Uh, sorry, tactical analysis is great. And there are some affiliations I really mm -hmm. like it for. Um, and field dressing can be really important for Wakanda. It can be really important for Cabal. Um, and there's a few others that really prefer that as one of their restricted cards. And so it'll probably be something you, it'll probably be on the higher end of medium, but overall I'm going to settle into medium vision. Um, I think he's really solid in Wakanda, really solid Avenger and could see play in almost any roster. Um, but he's just four, four threat characters are not seeing a ton of play and you probably only have one or two in your roster, like total. And, and, and so they're the affiliation ones. Yeah. And unfortunately, Bucky is not seeing any play really at all. I have a very, very hard time figuring out what I want to do with Bucky. And originally, like his rogue agent was great because it helped you land out certain affiliations and it helped you get to interesting threat levels more comfortably. And then they went ahead and dropped Taskmaster on us, and my Bucky's just like yeah. Actually, my Bucky isn't even glued together yet. <laughs> my Bucky's totally painted. I tried him quite a bit. Um, all right. I'm going to go ahead and toss in Spider-Man and Ghost Spider here. Um, because as I'm going through the list, they're, they were supposed to come out much sooner, but released significantly <laughs> yeah. later. Um, so let's just get him in here. This is going to be one of my other picks for like the highest of high priority. Um, this this would probably be my second purchase. Like if I if I get if I only had this really tight budget, I bought the corset, then I bought a Koye and Shuri. Uh Spider-Man and Ghost Spider would be like right up there 
um, because I think Miles is one of my favorite Splash characters, and so is Gwen. Gwen is one of the few characters in the game that I put nearly, or at least in the same conversation as Valkyrie, um, but not like there are some situations where she's better and there's some situations where she's worse, but Valkyries is kind of solid all the time. But man, in a lot of teams, you just end up with both of them. <laughs> they're, they're great. Um, and I think Miles is still underrated. His Venom Strike is so good. There's so many teams that love his extract manipulation. And I only see his stock going up. Um, Spider Portals is a cool crisis for Asgard, but not many other people will play them. Maybe uh, X-Men. Um, but they give you access to the Web Warriors affiliation as well, which will basically always have Miles and Ghost Spider. And they're a very strong affiliation. And again, probably one of the other very easily splashable affiliations. And so um, I'm I'm giving them a high for sure. So I like both Miles and Gwen. I like what they do um, in the game. I like what they bring to the game. I personally wouldn't put them highest. I would put them like definitely a high medium. Um, I this is blasphemy, think... Jamie. Blasphemy. I cannot believe that you would put them at medium. I yeah. I I will put them at medium. I think concentrating on on guardians or. Asgard or Wakanda to begin with is your best route at getting better at this game and becoming more competitive. Web Warriors... But all of those affiliations will play Spider-Man or Ghost Spider in their roster. (laughs) Like, all of them. Eventually, but you kind of need to figure out where to slot them in, and until that point, you have Valkyrie. Who Valkyrie will do what she does every game, and and is very, very consistent, whereas both Miles and Gwen can be excellent, or bad, or or like in the in the middle. Like there's a lot of variation with those characters. Whereas Valkyrie is just good. I've given you shifty eyes. I would say I'm you. giving you shifty eyes on this one. I love you, <laughs> but I cannot I cannot fathom that there's actually a discussion that this is not one of the highest priority purchases in the game. You're blowing there my is mind. A discussion. This is not one of the highest priority purchases uh, in the game. All right, uh, that hurt me a little. <laughs> Um, I cannot believe, like, I, sorry, I'm just like shaken. I, I think I need a drink. Um, all right, well, let's move on then. I believe Star-Lord is next. Uh, yeah, it was the Guardians. It was the first three Guardian boxes. Star-Lord. Oh. I like him. I think that's what I got. I like it. <laughs> yeah, he's a weird one because uh, the way that things have settled down is if you're not playing Guardians, Star-Lord's not seeing a lot of play. He's interesting. I mean, he's a perfectly solid three, but we now live in a world where there's Valkyrie and Miles and Gwen so and like, sure, like there are so many great three threat characters. It's it's borderline insane. And so even though he's solid, it's just three threat has ended up being one of the most powerful threat levels. Um, but He's got evacuation, which is one of the most meta does evacuation. Yep. He has like one of the most meta crisis cards in the game. And so with that, I can't I don't think I can put him lower than a medium because he's perfectly solid. He's one of my favorite sculpts. 
um, fucking great sculpt. And Evacuation is one of the most meta-defining um, extracts in the game. And so at a lot of time, the player with priority is choosing secure and evacuation can be one of the can be one of the extracts that give you the largest control over um, advantages. And so um, I'm, I'm settling in for medium on him. Where, what about you? Same just for evacuation. Um, mm-hmm. And almost exactly the same reasons as you like. If you're a painter, he's a great model to buy to paint um, his jacket has some really nice flow to it. You get to experiment with some smoke effect. On Insane feet. sculpt. One, yeah, so yeah, good. Absolutely amazing sculpt. Game-wise, evacuation. Like, if you're not doing Guardians, and if I had to recommend it, I would say do Asgard Wakanda. Don't do Guardians. Um, like, almost a straight medium. Um, yeah. All right. Well, we I don't think we need to dig into that one anymore. Uh, let's do Rocket and Groot. Um, while I know that I'm going to have some negative words coming out of my co-host about Groot, um, and Rocket was really popular when he first hit, and he was a go-to two threat for a lot of players. I think overall, um, neither of them are critical outside of Guardians. Um, you will see an occasional team grab one or the other, but the way things settle down and then the fact that their tactics cards are really for them. I think this is an easy one to put at a low priority. Um, unless, like I said, unless you're going to play guardians, then you probably need these two. Cause I do think they're pretty, pretty essential for the guardians builds, but outside of that low priority. Okay. Here we go. I'm bracing Walk for impact. Group. This this one's actually very simple. Rocket and Groot. Do you want to paint the models? If you want to paint the models, purchase the pack. Whenever you feel like you want to get around to it. If you're looking straight from a competitive, how will this affect my game? Leave it on the shelf in the store. Don't touch it. Don't look at it. Don't think about it. <laughs> Just pretend they don't exist. Do you want to focus on Guardians? Great. Leave them on the shelf. Don't touch it. Don't think about it. Pretend they don't exist. You will have a much better game experience without these trash characters, honestly. Just forget this pack. This is literally the only pack I will ever tell anyone just don't buy. <laughs> it's not that bad, but it's low it's priority. It's that bad. It's that bad. It's not even low priority. It's no priority. I would have been less resilient on this one if you hadn't rated one of the best packs in the game as medium. I'm probably never going to forgive you for that one, but... All right, let's let's move on to Gamora and Nebula. What do you think of that pack? That one, I wish Gamora was better. <laughs> so do I. Her oh. sculpt is so good. I love her sculpt. The sculpt's good. Um, Nebula, I can see some play for being a two threat, where you don't really have to care about the crisis you're playing. But she is a two-threat that your opponent has to deal with. Like, you can't just let Nebula run around freely. You have to do something about it. So, I can definitely see you bringing in Nebula. If you're playing Guardians, I 100% think you should bring in Nebula over 
rock it any day of the week. Um, and the pack includes med pack, which is a great, useful meta card. I mean, it's one of the ones on the restricted list, so it's going to be one of those three healing cards that you're bringing anyway. Um, so because of that, I, I would, I would put these as a medium for sure. Wow. I'm, I, I'm going to say I have no teams where I play Gamora. I have experimented with Nebula in a few places. She can be fine in Guardians. She can be fine in Black Order and like some anti-stun teams. She's also interesting. Overall, I think the ability to be present on the crisis is too important. So I think character wise, it's very, very low priority, even though I do really like both of the sculpts. Um, card wise, med pack is one of my favorite cards in the game. As soon as med pack gets reprinted somewhere, if it does, this will probably be my lowest priority pack in the game. And so I'm going to settle on low priority for now, but I can understand Jamie putting this in a medium because med pack is potentially that good. This is one of the weirder packs for like card value versus character value. Um, yeah, I actually, I legitimately hope that med pack gets printed again in another, uh, somewhere down the road and so that people aren't locked into buying this just for med pack because med pack is pretty critical like it's one of the most played cards in the game um i don't know i still think you should get some use out of nebula definitely mm. not gamora gamora you could probably <laughs> never build but you yeah. should, you can definitely get some use out of nebula in certain sports maybe like she's fine like i don't think she's bad but she's also not essential to anything and so if you're trying to prioritize yeah. purchases, you're just pick this one up when you want med pack. Like, um, all right, let's do Drax and Ronin. Let's finish out the Guardians. Overall, I'm going to give this pack a medium. I really like both Drax and Ronin. They're pretty critical to Guardians. I think they're potentially like the most yep. important pack for Guardians outside of Star-Lord. Um, yeah. But even though they fit into almost any roster, like they're both just really solid characters. They don't, they're not essential for any. And so just overall, I'm going to give it a medium. They're two cool, useful characters that you could play in just about anything, but aren't required for anything. So I'm just going to settle even middle of the road medium. Yeah. 100% agree with you. Unless you're focusing on guardians. Um, yeah. If you're focused on guardians, I think these two in star Lord are going to be a core. And then you're going to do other stuff from there. If you're not focusing on Guardians, definitely medium. I mean, the problem with Drax is he's a pre-thread in a wealth of amazing pre-thread characters. Ronin can do some very interesting things, for sure. But again, I'm like... <sighs> There's, I, I don't feel there's a lot of time that I'm going to want to bring in Ronin over Black Panther. So, yeah, it's definitely a medium for me. The, the, even the cards that you get in there are just kind of... They're sort of niche corner case cards. They're not something that's going to be in, like, your standard... Ro almost your standard rotation of, like, the 15 taxis cards that you constantly cycle through. I agree. All right. Well, why don't you tackle Corvus Grave and Proxima Midnight? All right. Corvus Grave, Proxima Midnight. 
you bought the Corsair, you bought Drury and Okoye, you buy this box. This is, this box is what I say should be your, your third purchase. Interesting. I'm not sure I rate it quite that high, but I was trying to settle on this one as to whether I'm going like high medium or low high. Um, overall, I'm going to say, I think I'm going to, I'm going to settle on high priority. Um, the hardest part about this box is that it doesn't come with the reality gem. And the problem is if you're not going to pick up the reality gem, I think the value of this box gets way worse. But overall, I think they're two very solid characters. As soon as Thanos is working in and you're going to have the reality gem as well, this is a really great. They can slot into a ton of team designs. They are absolutely critical for Black Order. Um, I do really like both of the models. Um, Proxima's a really solid three thread in general. Um, I think they're only going to see more and more play in future teams. I, I dig them quite a bit, but I think they can be decidedly eh if you're not getting the reality gems. So it's if you're going to get them, you probably got to be thinking about Thanos as well or, you know, be playing tabletop games where you don't need to worry about uh, the having the gem just yet. But overall, I agree. I'm going to I'm going to settle in on high. Let's be honest here. There are people like myself and Charles who buy everything anyway, <laughs> and we have extra gem cards. We don't have extra reality gem cards. There's still only one. Have you bought two Thanos? Well, maybe. <laughs> that does not surprise me. I probably will get another Thanos. That's a it's a fun model. Ma maybe I didn't want to magnetize my Thanos because I'm not good at magnetizing, and I just wanted the two different versions anyway. And I wanted one for ultimate encounters and one for normal games. Huh? Huh? Fair, fair. Okay. Uh, so you did high for that one uh, as well. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes, absolutely high. I think. I think you would not be upset with this one, and the models are gorgeous. Okay, so well, let's do Black. Yeah, so let's do Black Dwarf and Ebony Ma. Um, while I like Black Dwarf in Defenders, um, he's also a very interesting pick for Criminal Syndicate. He's a solid character, and I like Ma in Cabal. Um, overall, mm -hmm. they're not essential to anything. They're not even essential to Black right. Order, so they don't come with any crucial cards. And so I'm just gonna settle in too low for them. There's not much else to say. Yeah. If you really want them, pick them up. Um, but they're not even that great of models. Like, I don't actually didn't end up enjoying painting Ma as much as I expected. And Black Dwarf almost requires uh, to, like, manipulate his positioning some. And then he looks way cooler. I but um, yeah, overall, yeah. I'm I'm just settling in as a low priority purchase here. I I'm not a big fan of Dwarf's model. Uh, I agree. I think the pose is kind of weird. I, I love Ebony Moore's model. Um, and then, like you were saying, the 15 Texas cards, like, nothing is really necessary for Black Order to work. Uh, Mothership could have some unique uses, but it really doesn't. You're not missing out on anything, and if you're playing Black Order, your core is going to be Thanos, Corvus, 
Proxima anyway. Um, and these, like you were just saying, these two characters get more play in other affiliations than they do in Blackwater. So this is very much a low. Um, this is a if you're if you just want to round out the affiliation and say I've collected all of Blackwater. Yep. All right. So I made sure the order would present Thanos for you. What priority do you want to put the big man? Oh. I think he's high. You think he's don't high think he's priority? Like, I think he's a high priority. I don't think he's the highest of high priorities, but I do think picking up Thanos is a high priority. Because you get every single one of the Infinity Gems. You don't have to worry about that. You get Face Me, which is a great positioning card. I do like Face Me. Right? You get Black Order Streets Across the Earth as your Crisis card, which is an interesting crisis to use. You get one of the best sculpts and most fun sculpts and if you want to learn how to paint musculature this is so good i i love thanos sculpts so goddamn much <laughs> and you also get the ultimate encounter and a piece of train <laughs> it's all all true uh i'm gonna settle in at medium because you do get all the gems. I think Thanos is solid and interesting. He is crucial for Black Order. He's useful in other affiliations as well. You get all the gems. Face me solid. He's got a good crisis too. And he's super fun to paint and sculpt. And one of, just one of the cooler looking models in the game. So uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree there. We're going to go in at a, at a solid medium. So uh let's hop into hawkeye and black widow or agent widow as we often affectionately call her in the community uh i'm gonna go medium for this pack as well uh while i'm not a big hawkeye fan he is a useful avenger some people have liked him quite a bit in um defenders i think agent widow is still probably better than she gets credit for a lot of the time um and maybe with A-Force, she might see some more play, but A-Force has so many insane characters, so who knows? Um, but overall, yeah. I just think they're two solid, interesting characters, and they both have very solid sculpts. And um, But I'm going to say probably on the lower end of medium. I'm going to say kind of medium-low. But what, what do you think for Hawkeye and Black Widow? Uh, this one's a low for me. Um... Like you said, you, you could probably slot both Hawkeye and Black Widow into other spots, but with the competition at three threat, why would you give up the chance to put in Taskmaster or Valkyrie or, you know, Ghost Spider for Hawkeye or Agent Window? Like, I don't think these characters do anything unique enough to really win the argument against those you know other characters that i mentioned so this one i think i think is a low unless you're playing avengers for some reason like (laughs) you tripped and hit your head and you're not thinking straight 
and you decided to play Avengers as opposed to, you know, a real affiliation, then go ahead and pick these up. Um, but if you're playing a real affiliation, then these are definitely low. All right. Um, okay. So we settled into a medium low. All right. Uh, Green Goblin. What do you think of the Gobber? I think he could be interesting. Uh, I don't like him in Syndicate. I'm not too sure about Spider-Foes yet, because we're still waiting on Mysterio and Carnage. So I would actually put him at a low, because even though he's a leader, and typically with leaders we get crisis cards, we did not get a crisis card with him. And his two tactics cards that he came out with are just well-laid plans. To, it looks really good on paper. It takes a lot to pull off. Blind Obsession is just kind of, you know, it, it, it's thematic, and that's really about it. So I, I would put Goblin at low with the caveat of what does Mysterio and how does Mysterio and Carnage change by the I, I agree with pretty much all of that. Um, I think Blind Obsession is quite good and probably in the upper 25% of cards. Um, and so I particularly like it with Black Order and some of the really offensive, like Cabal. Um, I like Black, I like Blind Obsession quite a bit. Overall, I do think he's useful in Criminal Syndicate and probably deserves to be in the roster. But outside of those situations, I don't see a lot of play for him right now. So overall, I'm going to give Green Goblin, um, uh, a low. So, okay. So from here, uh, Dr. Strange and Wong. Uh, I'm going to put this as high. This, this would be in one of my top five purchases. I think Dr. Strange can play in almost every affiliation. Dude is insane. Might actually be my pick for best five threat character in the game, which is really weird. Cause on paper, I did not think that before I started playing him, I yeah, was you were pretty not a I was you were not a strange fan. I was very met on him before I started playing him. And as soon as I was playing yep. him, I was like, damn, this dude is frustrating to play against and fun as hell to play. Defenders is a top tier affiliation. Um overall, uh, I like him quite a bit. And then Wong is useful. I don't think Wong is an amazing two threat. And I think Wong probably gets a little bit more play than he needs, but he's still a fun, interesting two threat and almost every roster needs one. Um, I, I, I like Wong, but Dr. Strange is great. Um, and so overall, I'm just going to say it, it is a, a very worthwhile and strange is a cool model to paint. Uh, one thing I will say more people should try painting Dr. Strange without his rings. The, um, I put him on Wong's flames and then just like left the rings off. And he has such a great silhouette and it's kind of funny how much the rings kind of like clutter it up. You'd be surprised. I think we should see more of both, both routes, but great pack high priority. I I love this pack. What what about you, Jamie? Um, I'm going to agree with you on this one. I I definitely think this is a high priority. Um, Strange is just, such a powerhouse of a character. Um, the Montesi formula, I've not played yet. So I it's don't okay. Know how that it's not critical, but it's solid. 
yeah, it's another crisis to give you an option, and you never know. You might, you know, crack the code on on that crisis and find something. Um, Wong, I'm sort of on the fence with, like, if Wong was in a different pack, then I wouldn't rate it as high. Like, this, this I'm rating where it is because of change and on the back of change. Fair. All right. Um, what do you think of Ghost Rider? I I have not found my spot for Ghost Rider yet, and I want to like him. He's deceptively fast, and he's the fastest character in the game. And I I still can't, I can't find that that sweet spot for him right now. Um. His tactics cards deal with him, so you're not losing out on missing those. I have not tried Fires of Hell yet, so I don't know how that plays as a crisis. Demons so downtown? Honestly, think... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I think it's a medium for me. I'm also going medium, but I will say that is almost 95% that Demons downtown is uh, an absolutely like competitive critical crisis. Um, I think it is. It is now probably one of the most played crisis in the game. Like it is kind of the offensive secure of choice for most offensive teams. Um, and it's a really interesting shift where having securing something penalize you. Uh, it it changes how you think about some things and makes for some really interesting decision making. Um, and it is a cool sculpt. I have not found my place for Ghost Rider yet. I really don't like him in Defenders. Um, but I have liked what he does on the table, but it's been hard to like figure out what's the optimal kind of team for him. Um, I think there's still some exploring to do there. So I don't think he's bad by any means. Um, but his, his crisis is great. Absolutely great. So I, I agree. I'm going to settle in on a medium priority there. Uh, let's see. So let's do Ant-Man and Wasp. Uh, I'm gonna make this real easy. Uh, this is a low priority. Ant-Man's fine. He's probably decent in Criminal Syndicate. Um, and just can just be a solid three threat in almost any affiliation if you want. And I think Wasp is probably gonna be very, uh, commonly played in A-Force. But outside of that, this pack doesn't bring a whole lot. Um, and it is one of the only packs that I have not painted at all yet. Uh, so overall, it's yep. just, it's a low. Mediocre tactics cards and mediocre characters. You do not need to prioritize this pack. I agree with everything you said. Uh, absolute low. Um, it's really only if you find the models interesting to me is where I'm at. With it. Yeah. They're fun. They're They're fun characters. So, I mean, I can see I'm... I have found them very interesting to play against, and so they're they're definitely not bad characters, but they I've not found any situations where I find them like truly essential. Like I said, outside of I think Wasp may be essential for A Force, but that's speculative. Yeah. Um yeah. so let's do Kingpin. How do you feel about Kingpin, sir? I love Syndicate. Um I think Syndicate is a great affiliation um i think it's 
is a competitive affiliation. And for that, this isn't going to be a hot. Because while I think a Syndicate is a great affiliation, and is definitely a competitive one, I don't think it's one that you should like immediately jump towards without getting a bunch of games under your belt. So this is like the the ceiling of medium for me. You mean like um, the floor of medium? No, the C, it's the highest oh. point of medium right below hmm. right below high. Okay. Because I I think like after you've got a bunch of ga- a bunch of games under your belt and you like figure out how things interact and how the crises start to work, then you can maybe move on from the Wakanda Asgard as I've suggested and into a more nuanced essentially affiliation and syndicates a great one for that. Okay. I'm going to put Kingpin as low for me. I do think Criminal Syndicate is a very competitive affiliation. And he is essential for that. But he's not seeing a ton of play outside of Criminal Syndicate. Like, I've seen him in some Black Order teams and, like, here and there. But overall, he's not seeing a ton of play. His crisis is very weird and definitely not one I would start with. And we still haven't seen it really. Like, it's in competitive play, but not a ton. And so this is one that if you're not trying to hop into Criminal Syndicate, I think you can wait on Kingpin. Cool model, probably going to be something you will pick up eventually and not something you can skip long term. But overall, I'm going to say a low, but I I think he's on the higher end of low. I think he's just outside of medium for me. Okay. All right. Uh, From there, let's do... Punisher and Taskmaster. Um, I think this one's a nice medium to medium high. Taskmaster can go in just about any roster, but is also not essential to almost any roster outside of Criminal Syndicate. Punisher's interesting, but also doesn't have any like locked in spots um, and doesn't have any like super critical cards. And so I, I'm going to put this kind of medium to you know, medium high. Um, I like it. Pick it up when you when you want that flexibility that Taskmaster provides, but isn't isn't truly essential for just about anything. What do you think? Um, so I would put this at the low end of high, just because of Taskmaster's rogue agent ability. Because he lets you round out affiliations and he lets you hit that 51% easier um, on a very, very solid character, too. Yes. Um, because if you like, if you go back and you re listen to this episode or if you were like marking down, you notice that we haven't given you like full affiliations. We haven't said, like, pick up everything for this affiliation. We're kind of like, pick up a little here, pick up a little there, pick up a little here, pick up a little there. So you might end up in a spot where, you know, we've suggested to pick up, you know, two models in affiliation, but you want to play the affiliation, but you don't want to go deep into the rest of the models. Having Pulse Master gives you that third, and as most games tend to be five characters, 
you can hit that affiliate that affiliation mark that you need to get the benefits. So that's why I would say he's a high just because he helps smooth out your roster build. Hey, I mean that averages us to medium high. Like and so I agree with that. So <laughs> Um, all right, man. How do you feel about Bullseye and Daredevil? Okay. There is climbing gear. Climbing gear is great. <laughs> that is the only reason you need to buy this. <laughs> you buy the box, you take out climbing gear. And then you put the box back with your pile of shame, and then you just forget about it and let it collect up. Uh, climbing gear, medium, everything else, as low as low can be. <laughs> I think overall, I agree with you. We're going to probably set this as a low. I think climbing gear is absolutely worthwhile. I really like climbing gear when mm-hmm. I'm playing... Um, um, Corvus and Proxima, especially with Corvus. And I think Modoc also likes access to climbing gear for the the quick bonus movement, right, as he's going to activate. But, and then like Daredevil, I think is useful in Web Warriors. I don't play him in Defenders, and I don't really play him anywhere else. Bullseye, I cannot imagine playing him currently outside of maybe a criminal syndicate roster. And so overall... Uh, I agree. This is this is going to be a low priority purchase overall. Bullseye has beaten out Groot for the worst character in the game. <laughs> well, I don't think Groot's that bad, but um, okay. So let's dive into the X Men. Uh, let's Ooh. do Storm and Cyclops. Um, overall, I'm going to give them a medium. I think they're both useful just about everywhere. And I think obviously if you're going to play X-Men, you need the box because they're both the leaders. Uh, but I just yeah. think they're two yeah. solid characters that could see play in just about any roster. Uh, and so I, I just like them in general. They're solid characters. Um, and I think they bring a good crisis to the table that I think a lot of people in the long run are going to want, want access to. So a good, good solid middle of the road medium purchase. What about you, Jamie? Yep, absolutely agree. Um, I love the fact that Storm's a Wakanda. Yes, I do. I do. I love that a lot. Um, Because it gives Wakanda an easier way to hit the higher threat, which they sometimes struggled with. Um, So I I like that a lot. Um, Scott Summers is a douchebag. We all know Scott Summers is a douchebag. But in the game, he has some, like, he can do some very interesting things. Um, So, yeah, very, I'm definitely on a medium with you on this one. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of either one of the X-Men leaderships right now. Uh, Mainly because that's, it, it doesn't flow into my playstyle as much. Dude, you but, should play. You should play Storm with Corvus and Proxima. <laughs> you should try that at some point. That sounds dirty. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. So medium for me, one hundred percent agree. All right, uh, Wolverine and Sabretooth. What you thinking? 
I think this is another solid medium. Um, I think both characters you could very easily uh, slot in two places. Um, their cards are just kind of... They're good for them. Their cards are good for them. But you basically yeah, the need... Yeah, cards are good for them. It gives you another one-two punch that you didn't have to pick up the core set for, but you've already bought the core set, and now you just have to do one-two punch. Um, the models are kind of cool. Yeah, they're they're just an overall medium for me. Like I could see arguments for including Sabertooth or Wolverine in various different affiliations. So, yeah, medium, get round to them, experiment, have some fun. So, I really want to give them a low. Because I don't think they're critical anywhere, right? Like, I think you could perfectly play X-Men without Wolverine. And you can play Brotherhood without Sabretooth. Like, they're not mission critical. They're a really cool self-contained pack. But I also, there's a part of me that wants to rate them really high. Because I think the Wolverine and Sabretooth box is a really fun addition to the core set. Because Wolverine's an Avenger. Sabretooth is Cabal. Right. And like they just interact really well with the corset characters. And so there's a part of me that says it would be a really, really fun pack to pick up with the corset and start experimenting. They're not like crazy powerful, but they they kind of start showing you some of the other some of the other things that like can happen with the game. And so I overall I think I'm gonna settle in kind of a high low, but I will say if you like these characters, they are a super fun addition to the game, like to just pick up with the core set. Like I could absolutely see if you're just a big Wolverine or Sabretooth fan, you could pick these up with the core set and just like have it be okay. Wolverine's part of the Avengers side. Sabretooth is part of the Cabal side. Let's go and have some have some a lot of fun with that. So, yep, Uh, I agree, except for the ranking, but I agree. <laughs> okay. Um Mystique and Beast. I'm going to give this one a high, but like kind of like medium high. Like it's it's kind of on the low end of the high. I think Mystique can slot in a lot of places. Deception is a great card. I think Beast is a really solid three threat. He's one of my favorite three threats for Avengers. Um he really feels essential for X-Men. They're good, but I could I could see the justification for medium. They're solid. They're also not that you need access to another advanced R and D, but if you for some reason didn't pick up Shuri and Okoye, advanced R and D is a good card. Um, I'm gonna go high-ish, but probably in the medium high. Um, what do you think for this one? Uh, these ones are a medium for me. Um, like. Like you said, you can slot them in places, but again, they they fall into that three threat trap. Right, there's now, a lot of really good three threats. The, the yeah the and the difference between a average three threat and a good three threat is so large. Is it's significantly larger than the difference between an average three threat and a bad three threat? Yeah, that's um, fair. So. They're fighting some very exceptional three-threat characters 
that you can pretty much just slot into anywhere. Um, so they're a medium for me because outside of either playing Brotherhood, outside of playing one of the mutant factions, you can find better three threat characters elsewhere that we've discussed. I don't necessarily disagree. I still think they're solid options, but yeah, that's that's fair. Which is about where I wanted them to average out anyway. Medium high. <laughs> Um, all right, what do you think of Magneto and Toad? There is nothing to dislike about him. His card is a novel with all of the rules that you get with him and all of the weird stuff that he does. He's what a six-threat character really should be. Like, he's pushing the limits of, you know, this, if, you know, if one word was tweaked, this would be like severely broken. <laughs> so Yeah, if he like, was five threat and not six, this dude would be uh oh, it would be absolutely insane. Or or like if force projection was one instead of two. Something like you know, stuff like that, he would have been absolutely game breaking. But I think this is like such a perfectly designed six threat that all of the other six threats should be compared to and we should stop comparing six threats to Hulk. And <laughs> probably, really probably fair. Threat. You're a great five. You're a great five threat. You're a terrible six threat. <laughs> um, so I would rate this one as high. Um, I think if you're going to play mutant faction, you should play Brotherhood because it's way more fun than the other one. You still need to try Storm, but uh, um, I overall I agree with you for the most part. But I'm settling into medium. Um, cause I'm not sh- I think Toad is gonna see a fair amount of play in a lot of rosters. I think he's just a really solid two threat. He might even be my pick as the second best two threat behind Okoye. Um, the five, yeah, he's nipping on her heels. The five stamina on his healthy side is really nice. And he's, he's really diff, he's l- hard to one shot. And then because he's slippery, he's really hard to two shot. And so yeah. I think his overall tech is really good. I, I don't love the sculpt. I'm not happy with the direction that they chose, um, overall, but as a character, he's very good. And Magneto is great. Obviously, he's, pretty critical for um for brotherhood and i think he can absolutely see play in cabal and maybe other places as well um and i think brotherhood is going to have a big impact on the on the overall meta so i like i said i I like him quite a bit um and so but if you're not gonna play brotherhood this is still a pack that's not essential enough for me to put as high. There's no part of it that if you're not playing Brotherhood that I feel like anyone else needs. And so I'm going to settle into kind of an even medium for this one. So, okay. all right, well, that wraps things up. I'm not going to include Angela and Enchantress because we still don't have some of the errata and clarification on them. And so I'm not going to include them in this discussion just yet. Um, because when yeah, they officially that's... release here in a couple of weeks and we potentially get to like find out some of the, f- the final clarifications on these two, um, then we'll, we'll and talk about it more. Edit to Asgard. Yeah. And maybe Cabal, who knows, but let's, let's not get too speculative here. Um, listeners, yeah, thank yeah. you. 
for this is obviously a little longer than usual, but not too bad. Jamie and I kept it relatively concise and quick. And so hope this um, gives you a good idea of helping you kind of like pick which purchases to do and helps you narrow things down as you're trying to make some of those purchases or which ones can be afforded and which ones cannot. Um, and then Jamie and I are going to dive into a Patreon episode that is some hot takes on our girl who's coming out very soon, She-Hulk and the A-Force. And we're going to, it's going to be full on, full on spice mode. No, no, res- <laughs> no reservations, just, uh, just full on spiciness. So if you're supporting me on Patreon, uh, check that out. It's always fun to get hot takes with the Seraphim. I like my hot I like your hot takes too. Nice and spicy. So, all right, listeners, mm-hmm. let's wrap things up here. Jamie, thank you so much for recording with me, brother. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, I'm just happy to be back after my 12-month absence. 12-month absence? What are you even talking about? But And to close out this episode, I am going to say the most OP thing that you can do is just pick up the entire Atomic Mass Games line. All of them. Just uh, one purchase. I Good, please. I want someone to like tag me in a tweet. If you go out and you have purchased the entire line on one receipt or one like discount games order, God, I want to see it. I want to see someone buy the whole thing at once. That would be glorious. Ah, so much good stuff in there. (laughs) Two rockets in group. You can paint them twice. Send one to Jamie. All right, listeners. Peace. Peace.